At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it's Holden with Veasan. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, and we're going to talk some nuggets off the top. I've got a Super Bowl bet that I'm going to give you. I have a bet in college basketball tonight, and then look at the Broncos and the rest of the AFC West. I guess we'll bring back the AFC West report for a day here in the AFC West offseason because all teams are now on bye until next September. But let's start with the Nuggets. We got a little Nuggets talk here because it was a fun game last night. You know, Brent Forbes shined, uh, Davon Reed shined, but this is a really, really bad team without Nikola Jokic. We know that. And now the Jazz have taken all four meetings from Denver. Now, uh, Forbes was spectacular, and I wonder if this had more to do with him actually getting playing time or something that, listen, it, it, we're going to see going forward. He had 26 points in 30 minutes, 10 to 13 from the field. That's probably not going to happen again. And uh, four or five from three. Reed, on the other hand, he's interesting. <clears throat> he got, he played really well. He went 13, seven and four assists. He went five of seven from the field. He played 30 minutes, and I do wonder if... Down the line now, we're going to start to see Reed getting some more time in the rotation off the bench. So going forward, we had Forbes and Reed and Najee and Highland. You know, these guys need to step up more consistently because the bench continues to be the Achilles heel of this team. And I'm going to talk with Harrison Wynn from the DNVR, and we got to get into this bench once again. Uh, something else that I need to talk about is the scheduled loss, okay? The, whoa, what's a scheduled loss, some of you may say. It's something that you need to deal with when it comes to the NBA. And I'll talk to Harrison about it because uh, there are games on the schedule, and you didn't see this a long time ago, but you know, over the last few years, you see it a lot more, where you got three games in four nights, or you got, listen, like last night, three games in four nights. You also have three games and five nights coming back. So we'd probably want to look at the Raptors game for the next scheduled loss, but it's interesting. You know, baseball does this. It's called getaway day where, you know, you're playing a lot of your backups. Uh, it's a 162 game season though, over there. Here we are talking about 82 games. I, I get it. I understand it, but let's face it. Let me go on a little tangent here. Um, scheduled losses. There's a risk of buying a ticket to an NBA game, a massive risk at this point. Now, again, 
you kind of know it when you look at the schedule in baseball, there's those Sunday afternoon games when players are going to be taking off. There are Thursday, they used to call it the businessman special, the Thursday afternoon games. You'll get some of the backups there. Well, in the NBA, this has become more and more commonplace. So the scheduled loss, three games in four nights. Now, the Nuggets had a scheduled loss earlier this season. They actually ended up winning that game last night. It didn't turn out too well for them. But what I do have to say is about buying NBA tickets. I got two little kids, you know, and, and I want to tell them, hey, um, before he retires, LeBron James. I want him to see LeBron James. But how am I going to buy a Nuggets Lakers ticket when they come to town having no idea if LeBron is just going to take the day off or the night off? Who knows? So it's very, very challenging. It is a challenge toward betting, which is why I have started to skew toward either live betting the games or not putting a bet in until the very last second so I know who's actually playing in these games. But again, you know, these stars, they just sit a lot. And a ton of players just don't play because of rest. You didn't see it back a long time ago. You see it a lot now. You just got to be cautious. Jokic is not going to sit very often. You know, I feel comfortable in that. Maybe on the road he sits. I don't see him sitting much at home. But it is interesting. You know, if you are going to be buying tickets and you want to see a visiting player, whether it be Embiid's coming to town or whoever it is, whoever the star is, you might have to look at the schedule, see if it's a scheduled day off or not, or just take the risk. You go and like last night in Utah, you see a game where you don't have Gobert, you don't have Mitchell, you don't have Jokic. Stars are sitting out. It's a very risky proposition to ultimately buy an NBA ticket in advance. Okay, what else do we have going on here? Um, the bet recap. Let's do that. We had a little bet yesterday on this. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we lost both bets. The Nuggets lost the game, and Bojan Bogdanovic only scored 15 points. We had the Nuggets on the money line, and Bogdanovic scored 15. So there's a lesson learned here. Going forward, like I said, I'm not going to be giving many uh, full game, pregame selections I just think at this point, I've been burned now a couple of times on studs sitting out of these games. So, <clears throat> I record way too early in the day, by the way, and too many stars are missing these games. So, I went into it last night, and I, sh I you know what? I should have taken the schedule loss into effect, or, or into account. I went into that game thinking, okay, Jokic is going to play against a team without Gobert, without Donovan Mitchell, the backup point guard, and Hassan Whiteside was out. And it looked like, okay, Jokic is going to play this game, but he didn't play. So that was a rough one. Now, prop bets, that's different. I will continue to talk about prop betting, and I will continue to place prop bets in the NBA. This does not, this does not translate to college basketball, by the way. But, you know, if you place it earlier in the day, and there's nobody on the injury report, or you back a player on a team that might sit players, that's kind of like the Bogdanovich play. It's one I will continue to bet because there is going to be minutes. There's going to be a chance for these players to go over their number. And if we get lucky and somebody else is out as the day goes on, then maybe um, we got the best of that line, okay? But last night, Bogdanovich just had a bad night. 5 of 16, 0 of 3 downtown. That's the risk you take with player props. I'm going to 
Bet the NBA live more often. I will have a couple of pregame selections, I'm sure, before the end of the year. The player props will stay the same, but now there is a, enough of a, a database here for me to adjust my strategy. And I think that's also very important. It's also very important. Adjust your strategies. You don't need to just stay with the same thing. Now, if it's working for you, great. If it doesn't, go back, look at your bets, and see where you're off. Okay, I do have a Super Bowl bet. Then we're going to get to the Broncos. Then before the end of the show, we'll talk about some college basketball and one bet that I have there. But let's go into the Super Bowl now. One of the most heavily bet on props in the conference championship weekend was Cam Akers. And I was on that. It was under maybe like 64 and a half or so. Cam Akers, the Rams running back, his line is 65 and a half. Now, he's not facing the tough run defense that the Niners had, but he's also clearly not 100%. He's recovering from this Achilles injury. He came back months before we've ever seen anybody come back from the Achilles injury that he had. Uh, Sony Michelle, if you'll notice, he started getting a little more work than Akers in the fourth quarter. Akers left the championship game, the NFC championship game, after getting re-injured too. Uh, that wasn't his Achilles, but he was banged up. And you look at Akers averaging 2.8 yards per carry in the playoffs. He just he just has not been hitting the holes fast. He's been inefficient, and he's gone under the number of 65 and a half in both games. And I got him projected for just 52 yards. So at some point in time, there may be a time where I'm actually betting Sony Michelle over yards. I'm not there yet, though. So I got Akers projected for 52. I'm going back to the well, and I'm betting Cam Akers under 65 and a half rushing yards. Okay, so we got the Super Bowl bet out of the way. Let's go on to the Broncos coordinators, because everybody is getting named a coordinator now. And that's great. That's what we want to see here. Nathaniel Hackett, he's building out his staff. He hired three guys, Justin Outen who was the Packers tight end coach. He's the offensive coordinator. Now, don't forget that Nathaniel Hackett's going to be calling plays. So Outen will be involved in building a game plan. He will not be calling games. Uh, I did see a press conference, though, from the preseason where Hackett gave him a game to call the plays, and it was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed listening to that press conference. Uh, offensive coordinator. With the Vikings last year, Clint Kubiak, he's going to be the QB's coach, passing game coordinator. You know all about his dad. And now you've got uh, Kubiak coming here to help out with the QBs in the passing game. And Butch Berry, the 49ers assistant offensive line coach, is the offensive line coach now for the Denver Broncos. So it's kind of cool looking at this here. You've got guys in their 50s and 60s are gone, and you're bringing in a new wave, a new thought. Uh, new thought processes, new ways to attack the game, whether it be in-game management or analytics, okay? Now, I'm, I'm going to be in my 50s in just a few years, so I'm not saying, hey, let's get rid of all the old guys and bring in the 30 and 40-somethings, but we're seeing it here in Denver. <clears throat> we saw it in L.A. with the Chargers. We see it in L.A. with the Rams, and I think this is just the natural progression of coaching again, you get new blood in here every once in a while, and you're seeing a lot of it here, a lot of it here. So Ijiro Ivoro, Ijiro Ivoro, that is how you pronounce uh, the safeties coach 
with the Rams, and he may be the next defensive coordinator with the Broncos. He worked under Fangio in San Francisco, so he knows Fangio. He works under Raheem Morris now. You've got defensive quality control coach in Green Bay under Dom Capers. So he goes back a while with the Packers. He worked for Wade Phillips and Brandon Staley, a safeties coach in L.A. And uh, he was also the best man at Nathaniel Hackett's wedding. So that's interesting. Looking at the AFC West staffs now, let, let, let's rank these. Let's talk about this. I think it's fascinating. The Chiefs, they got a Hall of Famer in Andy Reid. They got the, one of the best coaches in the game. We're going to leave him off the list. He's number one by far and away. The next question is, is that the Chargers, the Broncos, or the Raiders? Hackett has a ton to prove. I don't really think we can grade him at this point. Uh, we can grade the Chargers and the Raiders, though. <laughs> what the hell are the Raiders doing? What the hell are the Raiders doing? They hired Josh McDaniel, and now the Raiders are interviewing our old buddy here, the Broncos special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon. <laughs> McMahon and McDaniels were on the same Ram staff in 2011. By all means, take him. Take a, maybe McDaniels has changed his, his life around. Maybe he has learned so much. He's got some gray hair up there. Maybe he's learned a lot. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. And if you want to hire a special teams coordinator that was an absolute debacle for years... By all means, go hire him. Uh, I'm not liking what the Raiders are doing with their staff right now. And then last but not least, and, and I don't think this is the last place coaching staff. I think it's basically Reed, it's Staley, and then the Broncos and the Raiders have a lot to prove. But you got an up-and-coming coach, really a star in Brandon Staley, who was probably too stubborn to adjust his philosophy in-game last year. I uh, you know what the numbers say about going on it on fourth down. I think most of the time you're going to listen to the numbers, but there's also times when you got to coach off of feel, and I don't think Staley did that very well. So there's lots to prove on the other three coaching staffs here in the AFC West. Let's talk some Nuggets. Harrison Wind with the DNVR. He covers the Nuggets for them, and he joins me next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, the nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network, on the air in Denver, on Altitude Sports 950. All right, welcome back to the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Holden Kushner with you here. Harrison Wynn, the DNBR, he covers the Nuggets for them. And great to have you on the program. Thank you very much for the time, first of all, and second of all. Uh, how was watching that game last night? Because I actually had fun watching it, despite the fact that none of the stars were playing. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. I was not looking forward to watching it at all. Uh, <laughs> and then it actually turned into way more of an exciting game than I thought. So um, it was a loss, but there were some silver linings from a Nuggets perspective that you could definitely take away from it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I wasn't looking forward to it. I just got caught up in it because it was such a close game. It was kind of fun, and a couple of bench uh, pieces came out and really showed themselves. So let's talk about those silver linings. Harrison, you talked about silver linings. Are we starting with uh, with Reed on this one and Bryn Forbes? Where do you go with that? Yeah, well, Bryn Forbes kind of broke out. He, he really was having some trouble shooting the ball over the last couple of games, but was on fire uh, last night in Utah. So, like, that's the guy the Nuggets traded for. So, I bet Denver was really happy to see him hit some shots. Davon Reed might be the more interesting storyline to me because I think he's a guy who should be playing. I think he should be in the rotation night in, night out. He's one of Denver's better defenders. He can hit the three. He never turns the ball over. He doesn't make mistakes. So, if you look at him and kind of project him forward into like a playoff rotation, he's a guy who I think Denver can really, really use. So I'm interested to see, you know, if his playing time goes up from here on out, because I feel like it should. Okay. You feel like it should, but will it, I mean, we've got Malone does a lot of things, you know, as a better that are a little bit frustrating as a daily fantasy sports player. (laughs) It's a little bit frustrating too, but you know, what do you think? You, you said he belongs in the rotation. How long is that going to take? What does he have to do to gain that trust? Yeah, well, that rotation spot feels like it's between him and Austin Rivers. And mm-hmm. Austin Rivers definitely has the trust in Malone. Uh, he played well at times in the playoffs last year. That goes a long way with Malone. He's a veteran. He's been around, Reed's uh, a little younger, a little greener in the NBA. But, I mean, just looking at those two compared to each other, Reed seems like the better player. So, I think Rivers still has a leg up on him. You know, Rivers had a big game a few games back in Brooklyn, which probably bought him, you know, at least another week or so in the rotation. But, you know, if Reed keeps getting chances and keeps playing like he did last night in Utah – I mean, he should be the choice over Rivers. So I think it still could be maybe a bit out from Malone making that change. But um, I think, you know, maybe we see that before the season ends. Are they going to add more pieces to the bench? Or are they just going to hope that these guys continue to step up? I think they could add another piece. Um, I mean, the two positions of need right now are a defender on the wing and a backup center. Now, the Nuggets are hoping DeMarcus Cousins is that guy at backup center, but it's a little concerning that you know he's missed two of the last three games since he signed this new 10-day contract. So I wonder if Denver goes and still looks at backup center, and then, like I said, a defender on the wing, but you know maybe Davon Reed could be that guy. I'm not anticipating a massive, massive shakeup, though, by any means. It would be a small addition. So how do they get better here just with what they have? So Forbes, we need to see more out of what we saw from him last night. I wonder if it's just that he was getting the playing time and felt comfortable. You've got Reed, you got Najee, you got Bones. I mean, talk to me about the rest of this because the bench continues to suck, and that's why Nikola Jokic should be the MVP again 
But going forward with this bench, is there any hope? I think there is. Just because the bench has been so, so terrible all season, they don't even need the bench to be average. They just need the bench to not just give up double-digit leads. Like They just need the bench to not suck like it has. If the starters can give the bench like a five-point lead and the bench gives up that five-point lead, like that's okay. Uh, they, they just have to be average to below average uh, because the starters are that good and Nikola Jokic is that good. They just need the bench to be, like I said, average to below average. And a lot of these recent losses are probably wins. I mean, you go back to like that uh, Clippers game weeks back or the Utah loss uh, at home a few weeks back, the loss against Memphis, those losses are all due to the bench. So it's just about that group picking it up. And I think Forbes and more importantly, Cousins is probably the key there. I mean, Cousins, he hasn't been good individually, but just his presence, it kind of changes the whole dynamic of that bench and the feel of that group. Missed two games and got tossed out of another one. So <laughs> it's a little bit tough to, to trust him, but I hear what you're saying. Like when he was in there and Jokic just needs that break. So I had an interesting conversation yesterday about scheduled losses. Do you know anything about scheduled losses? Is this a, is this a term that is used often in the NBA? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, the Nuggets have probably had a couple of them on this trip. Last night was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, last night was probably one of them. The game in Brooklyn that they won on a back-to-back -back was probably one of them. Um, yeah, last night in Utah was definitely a scheduled loss until you looked at the, uh, the, the the roster that Utah was putting out there. So I was on the wrong side last night. I went as far to say, I said, screw it, let's just go money line and take the Nuggets here, despite it being a scheduled loss. And I think that's the exact reason why was because Utah had a skeleton crew. How do you figure out going forward scheduled losses? Like, have you gone through the schedule and say, this is probably it, this is probably it, or do they pop up sooner to when that game comes? Well, you can definitely go through the schedule and look at them. And the thing you probably have to start on is back-to-backs. Um, I, mean, I mean, the back-to-back -back at Boston, at Toronto, Friday, Saturday, the Toronto game is kind of scary to me. Just looking at... The back-to-back, -back, the opponent, Toronto's always pretty pesky. Uh, so that one would be concerning. And um, the last two are pretty easy to pick out because they, they were on this massive road trip. And just when you're away from home, I feel like those scheduled losses, they can even pop up more and more. But you go through the schedule, you look at the back-to-backs. If they're on the road, you, know, you might be able to pencil that in as a potential scheduled loss. Yeah, and then the, the odd thing, like you brought up, sometimes they're going to win that scheduled loss. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It really is fascinating handicapping the NBA because there's a lot of things you got to look at. Like, I will not I will not buy tickets to an NBA game um, until it's day of. You know, it's tough. You don't want to take I, – I got kids. I'm older than you. I got – I got kids. I don't want to bring them to a Nuggets game and all of a sudden Jokic is sitting. Now, that doesn't happen very often, but it is interesting. Like the Lakers coming to town, you want to see LeBron, you don't see that. So that's interesting on the schedule losses. I'm glad we discussed that. Um, let's recap the road trip here. Four and two. 
I know the last couple were, uh, were, were tough, but how do you grade out this road trip the Nuggets were just on? I went into it thinking if Denver goes three and three, it's probably a success. I mean, you got to remember before the road trip, you know, they were two games above 500, three games above 500. Now they're 28 and 23. So I think four and two is, is a massive, massive success. The win over the Bucks is probably their best win of the season uh, against Giannis in Milwaukee. So all in all, four and two, I think it's a great outcome now. What you're worried about is the injuries. I mean, I don't think Jokic's toe or Gordon's hamstring are anything serious. But um, the fact that they couldn't go at Utah in a game where Denver probably looked at it and said, man, if we just get one of those guys active, we probably win it. That's a little concerning. But um, four and two, I think that's about as good of an outcome as you could have hoped for going into it. I mean, you're around. You're around this team. You see Jokic. Like, how how banged up is that toe? How concerning is it? Well, I don't think it's too concerning. I mean, he looked like he was in pretty good spirits on the bench last night, and the the, the reason you worry a little bit is just because it takes a lot for this guy to miss a game. I mean, he missed a few games. I think it was four with that sprained wrist earlier this season. Everybody was pretty surprised he missed that many games because the guy just doesn't like to sit. And he's got to be in a considerable amount of pain to sit. So that's a little bit worrisome. But then you can probably look at it and say, okay, they were on a back-to-back. It was the sixth game of a six-game, nine-day road trip. They just didn't want to push it. And um, now they come home for three. So I don't think it's too concerning, but something to watch. When you do hits, I'm sure that the, the first question more often than not is Jokic. Um, when I do the national show, I go out of my way to try and say Jokic is the MVP. And I'll throw all the stats out there. But I think hearing it from you is probably uh, going to be even better. Um, so talk to me here. How great is this guy? And how bad was that team we saw last night? I mean, again, Forbes, Reed had nice games, but... When he's off the floor, that's one of the worst teams out there. Oh, I mean, if Nikola Jokic was not playing, was injured, or was not on this team, I mean, I think this would be definitely one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. I don't think there's any debate. You just look at how this roster looks, you know, when he's not playing, the games he was injured for uh, last night. Denver doesn't really know what to do without him. He's, like, not only the best player in the league, but he's also kind of the Nuggets coach. Like, these days, he's drawn up plays and timeouts. He's just directing traffic up and down the court. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible just kind of the ownership he has on this team. And, um, yeah, I mean, offensively, he's unstoppable. Uh, Utah's coach last night said he's the toughest guy in the league to game plan for. And that's totally accurate because you double-team him, he's going to find the open guy every single time, and that guy's going to be wide open, not just open. And then defensively, I mean, he's quietly improved again this season. So, yeah, I think he's the best player in the league and, and the MVP. And the crazy part is he is significantly better this season than he was last year. It's amazing. I just go back to him losing all that weight. 
that one off season. I mean, it was it's sure. amazing. His game is just I don't, I don't think it's talked about enough. Maybe it's just too obvious, but boy, his game just completely changed when he decided to take his body more serious. All right, last thing for you here then. Um, we we're talking about schedule losses. You brought up the Raptors game. So they just played three in four nights, and now they got another three games in five nights. Nuggets, Pelicans, then the Nets, and then the Knicks. Do we see Jokic take another rest? How do they handle three more games in five nights? They're home for these next three. So I bet he plays. I bet he plays this homestand. I mean, the next rest game you'd have to worry about is that back-to-back in Toronto. But three games, all at home, all with one day off in between. I bet he plays this entire homestand, New Orleans, Brooklyn, New York. I, I bet we see him in the lineup. All right, very good. Love it. Harrison, uh, give us give us a plug for yourself, your site, everything. Let's hear about it. Yeah, for sure. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Harrison Wind, and then you can find all my work on thednvr.com. Love it. Harrison, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Coming up next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. I'll talk a little uh, Northern Colorado coming up against Portland State and then see you hosting Oregon tonight. So some college basketball talk, maybe a pick. Next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Holden Kushner with you. Thanks to Harrison Wind from the DNVR. Giving us a little recap of the Nuggets road trip where they went 4-2 and two, and, of course, uh, a loss last night as a battle the benches broke out between Utah and the Nuggets. Let's talk some college basketball, though. Let's get there. There's two games tonight uh, that I'm interested in. Colorado hosting Oregon and Northern Colorado hosting Portland State. Now, I'm going to tell you up front, I've got a bet on the Bears. I do not have a bet on Colorado, and I'll tell you why. Now, first of all, this has been a house of... Boulder's been a house of horrors for Oregon. Uh, The Buffs have won 10 straight against the Ducks at home. All right, so now the Buffs are 13-8, and 5-6 and six in the Pac-12, and they have lost four of their last five. They haven't really looked too good, especially over the last uh, couple of games, but they did get that one win, which was a shocker, in Eugene back on January 25th, so about a week ago. Here's my issue with Colorado tonight, and the Ducks are 13-7. and seven, They're 6-3 and three in the Pac-12, and uh, it's, it's a big Pac-12 matchup. I think it's even, well, it's, it's important for both teams, really, because Colorado getting back to 500 in the conference, probably an NIT team. The Ducks looking to go to the NCAA tournament. They dropped to 6-4. and four. That would be not a great loss against Colorado. But here's why I'm not betting this game. Despite the fact I do think Colorado wins that they push it to 11 straight. Dana Altman, this this uh, this program just hasn't been able to win here or up in Boulder. Uh, no Tad Boyle tonight. He's in COVID protocols. I'm not messing with this game. It's a pass. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to go with the Buffs who just came off that win against Oregon, and Oregon has issues here. For me, it's a hard pass. 
Northern Colorado and Portland State. This is a game that uh, we we bet last week. Portland State stinks. They're six and thirteen, four and seven, but they've had some issues, some injuries, and they went with a small lineup in that game against Northern Colorado, and they beat the Bears 79-76. So here's what happened. Three games ago, Portland State went to a four-guard lineup and just one forward, right? And they've won two of those three. Um, They've been good. The Vikings shot 48% from the field uh, since going to that small lineup over the last three games. They're shooting 48% from three. They beat Northern Arizona and the Bears. They're on a two-game win streak. They're shooting 50% from the field. Now, they shot 50% for the field for, uh, against the Bears last week. I think things change tonight. I, I really do. If you'll go back to that last game, the Bears were getting blown out by 24 points in the first half. They came all the way back to tie it in the second half and ultimately just lost by those three points. There was a... There's a bad call in there, too. Northern Colorado wouldn't have covered, but I think they could have won that game. And here's here's the Bears. They're not good either, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's frustrating saying that, okay? It's frustrating saying that because I like this team. Um, I like this program. And it's just unfortunate that they're so inconsistent and they're having trouble finding consistent scoring outside of Dale and Koontz. So you're now looking at a team that's a 500 team, 10 and 10 on the season. They got to get, they got to get this win tonight. And I think after seeing the slow start against Portland State in that last game, I think they come out gangbusters and just beat the hell out of Portland State in the first half tonight. Uh, I was leaning toward a first half bet more than I thought about it. Five and three in the, uh, in the big sky, by the way, for the Bears. It's such a huge game for them. I think Portland State played as well as they could in that first half the other night, and the Bears played as poorly as they could. And I'm still going to back Northern Colorado here. They're the best shooting team with effective field goal percentage in the conference. They've shot 46.5% from the floor, 37.7% behind the arc. I don't see the Vikings, even with this new little 4-1, and one, this little four-guard, one-forward lineup coming out and, and shooting 48% uh, from behind the arc. I I don't see it. I don't see him shooting 48% from the floor again either, no matter how bad the Bears have looked. Also, the Vikings are playing their 10th game in 22 days. So, yeah, they're college kids, but that's a lot of action. You're playing basically every other day for the last three weeks. The Bears are playing just their seventh game in 2022. We had another cancellation the other night, but... Neither team playing much defense. The Bears are the superior offensive team. They just started out too cold in the game on Monday. A couple other notes here. Uh, Portland State has won four of the last five meetings. So that includes the one from the other night. They have won four of the last five meetings. I'm going to stay away from the total in this game, but what I do see is Portland State plus eight and a half. And I'm going to go on the other side and take the bears minus eight and a half. Is it slightly uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, Northern Colorado is playing some bad basketball, but my guy, Greg Peterson from VEASAN has this game at 10 and a half. I again, look at this and say the bears played just about as poorly as they could in the first half. If they put together even 30 minutes of an effort, 
tonight. They're not going to get lambasted by Portland State. So eight and a half minus 110 at Bet Rivers. I'm not taking the money line minus 420. If you watch this game, you could bet it live. If you see this number go any lower than it is right now, even to like a seven, a six and a half, I would still jump on Northern Colorado. You hope they don't have that super slow start again. Total at 150 and a half seems a little bit too close to me. Uh, so here's the official show play here. Bears minus eight and a half, Northern Colorado minus eight and a half. We're going to wrap up the show with some avalanche talk. My man, Mark Singer from Altitude 92.5 between the pipes. That's the post game show for the abs. He joins me once again on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Mark Springer, Altitude 92.5. He does the post-game show for the Avs between the pipes, and he joins me here, Holden Kushner, on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Always good to catch up with you, Mark. And uh, what do we got? Another week with no Avs games. So you can go look back at the first half of the season. My goodness, could it have gone any better than it did? I mean, they could have beaten the Arizona Coyotes on oh, Tuesday right. night. Uh, that would have kept the home win streak alive. Uh, the overall win streak, which was 10 games. The uh, point streak, though, is still alive. It's an enormous number, though. That's the thing I love about hockey. As long as you don't lose in regulation, the point streak continues. But, yes. you know, these are just silly streaks. Uh, the Coyotes, they're an NHL team. Uh, everyone gets paid out there. You know, the Avs lost in a shootout. I'd really like to see Kale McCarr in that shootout. But regardless, uh, yeah, they're the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. They look really good, Holden. I, I, I don't think it could have gone any better. Nathan McKinnon broke his nose, but he'll be back Thursday night. Everybody's healthy beyond that. So, no, I don't think it could have gone any better. No, it couldn't. I'm looking at the futures right now, and the Avs are just such heavy favorites. Plus 475. To, to raise the Stanley Cup with the Golden Knights at plus 700. I mean, at least right now, if those two teams were to face off in the conference finals, it would not surprise anybody, right? Uh, so let's just get way ahead of ourselves. How much better are the Avs than the Golden Knights? Well, Vegas beat the Avs in last year's playoffs in the mm -hmm. second round, but... You know, it was a weird format with the uh, weird division. So, yeah, that would likely be your Western Conference Finals this year. But it will be a different Vegas Golden Knights team. They will likely have Jack Eichel, who they traded for from the Buffalo Sabres, who is one of the best centers in the league. Um, they did trade Alex Tuck and a good young player, Peyton Krebs, to get him, who are both playing well. For Buffalo and we don't know when Jack Eichel will debut I know that Jack Eichel was disappointed that NHL players are not going to go play in the Olympics due to all of the positive COVID tests that 
came about over the past month or so. Uh, Jack wanted to play in the Olympics. He thought maybe he would get an exemption to play for Team USA because he is healthy uh, coming off of his back surgery, or at least healthy enough to play in that tournament. But the Knights have this, they, they, they have a weird cap situation. They're, they're kind of tied up with money. So we'll see what they're able to do to maneuver some money and some contracts so that Jack Eichel can play in the regular season. Um, but they will have an exemption if they choose to hold him off for the playoffs. They can keep everybody and play Jack Eichel. So how much uh, preparation, how much uh, rhythm does he get into with the Knights, like in a regular season action before the playoffs? I think that would be important for the Knights. You'd want to play Eichel before the playoffs just to see what you have and how he meshes with everybody. But at the very latest, he will play in the playoffs, and you know he'll play alongside Mark Stone and uh, Jonathan Marchessault and Max Pacioretty and William Carlson. You you add Jack Eichel to that group, it becomes a pretty loaded group. So if you're betting on Vegas to win the Cup or to win the West, then you're betting that Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights fit like a glove, and there is no. Uh, lack of chemistry, and he's the key to put Vegas over the top. It certainly is a possibility. Good luck with that. Um, let's let's look at the MVP here, the Art Ross Trophy. Okay, you got Connor McDavid plus one hundred and five. He's probably winning this thing. But Miko Rantanen fifty to one, Kadri sixty to one, McKinnon seventy five to one. I ask you, the way Kadri's played, my goodness, who's the MVP of the Avalanche to this point? I mean, it's it's Nazem Kadri, and it's funny because, you know, when I was looking at hard odds over the past few weeks, you know, Nathan McKinnon did stand out to me because he's the, he's the biggest upside player, and he's the guy who can get red hot. But you look at what Nazem Kadri's doing and the fact that McKinnon, you know, I guess he'll ultimately only miss a couple games. Uh, he did miss three weeks early in the season, but um, with, you know, his lack of goal scoring – that is going to hurt McKinnon. And and now, the more I look at it, I just I saw a path for McKinnon. I just don't see it right now to win the heart. Nazem Kadri is the one guy who actually can win the heart. He's just such a an odd name to have in the mix with your McDavid, Dreisaitl, Alex Ovechkin, who is now on the COVID list. But I guess it couldn't come at a better time on this all-star break for the Washington Capitals. Um, it, it's just it's going to be tough for Nazem Kadri to win the Hart Trophy. I, I just don't see the voters going for him unless he can somehow keep this torrid pace that he's on up for the rest of the season. And he's probably going to have to expand on it even more so just to beat those names. So, but when you're talking about a guy who has, uh, who has exceeded expectations and been that next, that next piece to step up, because we knew what we had in everybody else as far as, you know, the stars go, uh, Ranton and Landis Gog McCarr, then Kadri's the MVP. That being said, the best player on this team this season has been Kale McCarr. You know, I saw mm -hmm. somebody pose a question recently, like, uh, uh, is Miko Rantanen actually the biggest all-star snub? Is he the most deserving all-star for the Avs? You know, he's like top 10 in points in the NHL. Is it Miko Rantanen? No. If the point of the all-star game is to showcase the most talented players, and the most talented player on the Avalanche this season is Kale McCarr. And he, you know... Really, if you were to take Kale McCarr off the Avs, I think that's a larger hit than Nazem Kadri. I mean, tip of my cap to what Kadri's done this season. 
But really, the most valuable player on this team is Kale McCarr. He's their best player. That's amazing. I think I said Art Ross, too, and that's for the uh, for the points, right? So, yes, the Hart Trophy, different from the Art Ross as far as points go. But how amazing is that? Would you have thought that anybody but Nathan McKinnon would have been this team's MVP over the last, you know, last or next five years? How great this guy has been, and here you go. Kale McCarr, because Kale McCarr is just such an unbelievable talent, uh, and he's so young. He's a defenseman, though, so maybe that's why you wouldn't have said that Kale would this quickly maybe be the as-best player. I mean, obviously, it could still be Nathan McKinnon. Uh, And then everyone probably would have gone Miko after that, and then even, like, a Landis Gog. You know, how maybe people would have said that Alex Newhook, the the second-year player for the Avs, could have taken a step because he's got a ton of talent. You know, Alex Newhook is probably not going to win the Calder Trophy, uh, but he has 10 goals this season, which is top five among rookies. And he spent a good amount of time early in the season. They sent him down to the AHL to get him a little more seasoning, you know, after he played the first couple games of the season with the Avs. Then they sent him down. And over the past few weeks, Alex Newhook has really come along pretty nicely he's great on that second power play in that middle bumper roll his one-time shots to go top shelf when you feed him in the middle they're pretty dirty uh and Alex Newhook has gotten a lot more comfortable carrying pucks in his zones uh receiving pucks on odd man rushes and and making something happen out of nothing so yeah I mean when you look at the odds to win the Calder I think that Trevor Zegras of the Ducks is the favorite at plus 175 on Bet Rivers and Lucas Raymond, the forward from the Red Wings, is uh, right behind him at plus 200. They've just played more this season. And Zegers has these highlight goals. Um, and Raymond has played all season and been sneaky good for the Red Wings. But, you know, I'm not saying bet on Newhook to win the Calder. I would go Zegers or Raymond, obviously, based on those numbers. But looking at, you know, not only this Avs team, you know, projecting out towards the playoffs and, and, you know, guys who can take another step. Alex Newhook is one of them. And certainly for the future of the Avs, Alex Newhook is huge for this team. So that's interesting. And then the the Norris Trophy, we got McCarr at even money, right? Yeah, they, they put him at even money. I think he brought this up last time for the league's best defenseman. I mean, at this point, outside of injury, that's the only way he's not winning it. Is that correct? We're getting even money on a guy who's running away with it? Yes, yes, yeah, that's a that's free money. That's a you make that plus 100 bet on Kale McCarr to win the heart or excuse me to win the Norris, and that is free money unless he gets hurt. That's the risk with any bet, though. But that's why but I like that. NHL, a lot of injuries in the NHL. I mean, it's football, it's hockey, those are the two biggest ones, and then there's pitchers in baseball. Okay. You said free money. Nothing's free. So I'm going to give you that lesson exactly. right now. But injury. You're, you're betting against an injury. That's all you're doing there. I'm getting even money betting against an injury. Yes. I don't think that's bad at all. That's that's, that's not bad at all. Uh, the other thing was we got the trade deadline. What are we, a little over a month away, March 21st. What do you think the Avs need to add before they just make their run for the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some names out there. This is going to be really interesting to watch across the entire NHL. Um, I'm going to start with a guy that I don't think the Avs are going to get, but a guy who was on TNT last night, and I saw uh, the some of the broadcasters asking him uh, that uh, that Wayne Gretzky inside the NHL show. They uh, interviewed Mark Andre Fleury, and they asked him if he thinks that 
Uh, he's going to play in a different city before the deadline. And he was kind of coy about it. But no, Marc-Andre Fleury, you're playing in another city before the trade deadline. The Blackhawks just got wall of 5 nothing uh, at home against the Wild, which is a pretty par-for-the-course result for them this season. So Marc-Andre Fleury is going to get traded. A few weeks ago, I mean, I was... I wasn't necessarily pounding the table for the after trade for Flurry, but I was certainly throwing it out there and saying, hey, look, I'm not sure I believe in Kemper and or Franco's. Uh, and really, this was mostly before Franco's even came back from injury, and we just didn't know what we, what we had. But both Franco's and Kemper have been pretty damn good over the past few weeks. So I think that those uh, wheels have cooled off a little bit. Uh, people wanting Marc-Andre Flurry, although it's still a possibility. I would be a... That would be a real go-for-it move from Joe Sackick if he wanted to. And he could trade for Flurry. I mean, anyone can have him uh, because the cap number will go down uh, by mid to late March. And you're just going to have to part with some assets, picks, prospects, whatever. You know, it's going to be a bidding war for Marc-Andre Mark Flurry. There will be some teams in him. He's uh, not often as a goaltender like that with an expiring contract available at the deadline. For the Avs, though, uh, maybe a more realistic big name is Claude Giroux, the center Ooh. for the Flyers. Uh, they could yeah. use a guy who could win some big face-offs uh, and, you know, obviously have a have a goal-scoring knack. Uh, he's a, He's got a similar contract to Fleury with, with uh, this being the last year of his deal, and that cap hit will go down, but there will be a bidding war, I would assume, for Claude Giroux. Um, I had seen that Jonas Donskoy's name has kind of been tied to the Avs. They obviously lost him to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. That move would make some sense. He has not put up great numbers with the Kraken. Maybe the Avs uh, is just the team where he fits best with. And, and because of his lack of production with Seattle, and he does have a relatively low uh, cap number, although he might have a year or two left on his deal, I, I would need to look that up. But I... Uh, Maybe Seattle would just be like, screw it, you've done nothing for us. We'll even eat a little bit of money here, and you can go back home to the Avs as long as they give them a prospect or something in return. Wonderful stuff. Mark Springer, where do they find your stuff? Where do they find you on Twitter? How do they listen to you? On Twitter, at Mark A. Mark, and you can listen to me, if you want hockey, primarily on Between the Pipes, about 20 minutes after every Avalanche game on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Look at that. I mean, he just hits the outro like that. It's amazing. Thank you, Mark Springer. Thanks to Harrison Wynn from the DNVR. I'll be back on tomorrow with the uh, guy that Mark knows very well. Nate Kreckman's going to join me. We're going to talk some CSU hoops as well. i uh, got a guest set up for that. Uh, thanks to Steven, our producer, for making this happen. I'm Holden. Thanks for checking out the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 